0: Good morning, everyone. Good day, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to this podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Amanda and I'm here today to talk to you guys about PTSD, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, a lot of the feelings that accompany PTSD with the goal that I can help someone out there who is either going through it themselves or helping family and friends um, understand what their loved one may be going through Um, if they have PTSD. So um, just a quick reminder that I am not trying to treat anyone. I am not a psychologist. I am not uh, a medical professional. I am just talking about my own experience um, with the hopes, like I said, that I can help someone um, understand maybe their own symptoms, their own struggles, um, things like that. Um, So yeah, last week we talked about support systems and the support system formula. Um, and we just talked about how crucial it is um, for us to have our support systems. Whether you have PTSD or not, I think having a strong support system is a really great thing because you know, you're know, you going to encounter a lot of hardships in life. Uh, and so having people to share those hardships with... Um, just makes it that much easier and you feel that much more supported. And when you have support, you can conquer the world. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, I encourage you to go check it out, especially if you're struggling with trying to find a strong support system for yourself. Um, so yeah, please feel free to check that out. Um, but today I want to talk about boundaries. Um, lately I've been working really hard on setting boundaries for myself. Um, and this is something that I've actually been struggling with like on a really conscious level um, the last week and a half, two weeks or so. Um, it's just been on the forefront of my mind and I can't stop thinking about it. And I've had a couple incidents this last week come up that reminded me of how important boundaries are. And so I thought it'd be a great time to talk about it while it's you know still fresh. Um, and it's kind of had me pretty bummed out. So another great opportunity for me to talk to you guys and just explain like what it feels like to have boundaries violated and how hard it is to create solid boundaries but knowing that they're still really really important um so the first thing that brought it to my attention is that i've been working really hard on just setting any kind of boundaries for myself um specifically setting boundaries for me in um relationships Um, intimate relationships is really, really hard um, because I don't want to have a specific conversation of, oh, I'm comfortable with this, but I'm not comfortable with this or, you know, things like that. Like for me, I'm just a very awkward person when it comes to that. And so having issues with PTSD from a sexual assault on top of that, or an attempted sexual assault is really, it just does not help the awkwardness in me. (laughs) Um, And so I tend to set really big boundaries instead of knocking it down to specifics, which causes me um, a lot of lack of experience in memory making or things like that. I didn't word that very well. But basically, I miss out on a lot of things because of how big I make my boundaries just to protect myself and for my own safety and security. And I've really noticed that um, in my behavior recently. Um, So, for example in um, a relationship like an intimate relationship I might say oh hey I just I don't like any physical touch whatsoever so like you're gonna have to deal with that or you can move on Um, and I've actually pretty much kind of done that before um, minus a couple of specific like yeah like you can hold my hand or sure yeah like of course you can hug me or whatever like besides setting like those minimal um, boundaries of, and examples of physical touch, I usually just keep to really big boundaries of like, please don't touch me or like whatever. And when that's in fact, like that's not setting healthy boundaries, at least for me, I think that one of my biggest struggles is setting those specific boundaries. So honestly, I'm going to be totally straight up. I'm not even sure how to have those conversations. Um, like I said, it's something I've been struggling with and, um, I as I've been working on recognizing that my boundaries can be respected um after spending about 9 months or so with my boundaries being consistently violated um it was refreshing to me when I would make mental notes of oh like here was an instance or an example when I communicated my boundaries. Like maybe someone was getting too close to my bubble, or um, it's just like I wasn't having a good feeling. And I spoke up and said, Hey, like you're a little too close to me. Please, like, don't come any closer, or you know, please back off. And if that boundary was respected, if someone immediately backed away, I felt safe because I was respected, I was listened to. Um, and so as I've been working on recognizing when my boundaries have been. Uh, respected it just reminded me of all the times where my boundaries weren't violated or sorry were violated and not respected and that kind of sent me down this like tunnel vision spiral of um, memory lane and I just thought about a lot of times where people would pass by me when this guy would be hurting me in some way, whether he was grabbing my arm or just verbally making me uncomfortable with like sexual jokes or um slapping me across the face in public like in the middle of a class like that's not like all I think about is how no one stood up for me. um My boundaries were being violated, and it just made me think of like, okay, yes, like you all could see that this is not something I'm comfortable with, like all of you people passing me by and you're not standing up for me like no one is intervening no one is like trying to get between us no one is trying to get his hand off my arm or whatever um or the night of the attack when um as far as I know he attempted to sexually assault me like I just kept thinking on a constant cycle of how those boundaries weren't respected and how sometimes I feel like my boundaries aren't respected today in a lot of ways um and that came from me not standing up for myself Um, once I was in a safe space, it took me a long time to stand up to my friends with some things. Um, and standing up to people you love is really, really hard. I'm sure that you have all had an experience at one point in your life or another where you have had to stand up to someone you love or someone you just are so involved with, um, that something that they're doing is making you uncomfortable or bothering you, or it makes you really upset. That's really hard. Um, but once I did it, I felt so much better. And unfortunately, I was not the one to seek out the conversation. Actually, my friends were like, what the heck is wrong with you? Um, they said it in a much more gentle way. I'm just kind of cutting to the chase. But they were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, well, I guess now's as good a time as any. So this is what is bothering me. And I kind of laid it out for them. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry. Like, of course, we wouldn't want to make you feel that way. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. Great. <laughs> and um, so like we've been working on that together just um, creating some new boundaries so that they know how to better respect me and better love me and also me being able to communicate to them how I'm feeling is better for our relationship because now like it's kind of like a two-way relationship where it was kind of a one-way like they were trying to take care of me but now I'm trying to like work my way back into it being like on the same level playing field Um, so boundaries are a two-way street Uh, and people will sometimes ask you like how you're doing where you're at and that is a great opportunity opportunity to communicate where like how you're doing um, what makes you uncomfortable what is working for you telling people what works for you is great because it attracts them to that one thing that makes you comfortable like flies to fly paper it's like that's suddenly all they want to do if I tell my cousin I'm like hey I just need to I just need you to be here and to like check in with me because like I'm I won't tell you when I'm not okay. And I just need you to check in on me so that I know that like I'm hearing how much you care because I know you care, but I need to hear that you care. And um and so sometimes he'll check in with me and be like, How you doing? I'll be like, I'm great. Like thank you so much for asking. Like I'm having a great day and you just made it better or I'm actually having a really crappy time right now. Like, thank you for checking in. Like, here's what's going on. And that way it keeps the people I want involved in my life in the loop. And so they better know how to communicate with me. And like, they're like, oh, she's going through a really tough time right now. So I need to talk to her more and like, just constantly like build her up or just give her someone to talk to. Like, those are all really healthy boundaries. Um, And then there, of, of course, are the boundaries of like physically like, you know, like your bubble, like, okay, this is my bubble. No one crosses it unless I say it's okay. Um, And if that gets violated, it's like earth shattering. It's insane. And so when you're trying to create boundaries for yourself, I feel like for me, like I have to constantly think about my posture and you might be thinking boundaries and posture. What the heck do those two things have in common? Like what what is this girl talking about? And basically this is how I communicate my boundaries because I'm not like communication is not my strong suit. Um, I, so I try to do it through body language. So if I, you know, don't want someone to come close to me, um, like say I'm on the public bus or something. And I usually put my, I sit in the aisle seat and I put my backpack next to me so that I can't like I don't give anyone the opportunity to sit next to me unless it's a really crowded bus and someone needs to sit down. Um, I don't like anyone sitting next to me on the public bus. So I put my backpack in the seat beside me and I sit on the aisle so that I don't feel trapped. Um, if someone has to sit in that seat, um, and I feel like I can make an easy getaway if I need to get off the bus quick, all of these little things that just come into play in my head. Um, so there was this one time that really triggered me and it was horrible. Um, this guy this homeless guy was on the bus and he asked me if he could use my phone and I was like well like he's probably having like a bad day like if he needs to use the phone it must be like for something urgent so I let him use my phone and he sat down next to me and I was sitting by the window and he was sitting on the aisle seat so I was trapped inside and I couldn't get out and I was like okay just stay calm like it's fine and um, I made sure to stand up like sit up very straight so that I could show that I was confident in myself and, like, know that he couldn't take advantage of me or anything like that. Like, just communicating to him through, like, my body language that, like, I wasn't going to just be walked all over if that was even the case. You know, like, this guy could have just been a total nice person, but, you know, my PTSD brain just automatically goes to, okay, threat, 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 threat. So stood up straight and I also, like, turned my body, like kind of, like, away. Like, I had my back to the window and my knees were kind of facing him so that, like, he couldn't take me by surprise. Like, I was facing him. Um, and, like, I was, like, taking full note of, like, what he was doing and, like, blah, blah, blah. And he gave me my phone back, but then he didn't leave. And he just sat there with me for, like, this long bus ride. And I had, I don't remember how much longer it was. I think he sat with me for a total of 20 minutes. And I became very uncomfortable. He kept scooting closer to me and he was definitely violating a whole bunch of boundaries. And so my body language wasn't working. And I was like, crap, like this is not working. Like I need to say something because otherwise he's just going to keep like doing what he's doing. And I'm going to just be in more danger. I'm going to feel like I'm in more danger than, you know, then maybe I am, but I'm still going to freak out. I'm going to go through this whole thought process and I'm going to get re-traumatized in some way. And of course I was one of two women on the bus and there were, the rest were all men. The driver was a man, like everything. Like I just felt completely overwhelmed and um, outnumbered um, because my first instinct is that, okay, a guy mistreated me and it's kind of a hasty generalization to be like, all men are bad. Cause that's not true. Like Ladies there are great guys out there. Guys there are great guys, there are great girls. You know, like there are great people out there. It's just this is just a result of trauma where you just don't really like your first thought is not to believe the best in people. Like so yeah, so I'm sitting there on the bus and this guy is like totally violating my boundaries and I like my brain is like going crazy. I'm freaking out. I feel like the panic the panic attack coming on. I can't breathe. I'm getting really warm. Um I feel like I'm going to be sick. I feel like I might pass out like a lot of these things and then my brain is also sending out this like big like flashing siren like hey you're in danger right now. This is what happened to you last time you were backed up against a wall. Bad things were happening. Get out of here right now. Your experiences are telling you that this is not good. And so I was freaking out and by that point I like froze and my I couldn't talk. I couldn't really communicate at that point. So it was past the point where I could healthily communicate my boundaries to this guy, whether he was intending to be threatening to me or not. And then he started talking to me about, you know, some threatening things like, um, you know, like what he could do to me. Like he could like snap me in half or like he could come to my house and like what he could do to my house and my family and all these things. It was just weird. And I was like, oh, okay. So finally, this other guy on the bus sees that I'm clearly uncomfortable and he takes a couple minutes, He's just assessing the situation. And then he finally comes over and he like kind of encourages the guy to leave and the guy doesn't want to leave. He wants to stay sitting next to me, but after a while he finally gets him away from me. And I'm just so grateful to this guy, um, that, you know, he was able to recognize that I was not in a great situation and he helped me get out of it. And, um, so that is a time that I failed to communicate my boundaries and, no, this guy probably should not have been like coming as close as he was and all these other things. And he probably had issues of his own, right? Well, there's only so much I had control over, but I, looking back on it, I did have the opportunity to communicate my boundaries, just saying like, Hey, please don't come any closer to me. Or Hey, can you please go back to your seat? I'm waiting for someone just making up little excuses to, um, be able to make myself more comfortable and I didn't do that and so now because of that incident I'm working really hard to be like okay if someone is getting like way too close into my boundaries I just need to tell them straight up like excuse me you're kind of making me uncomfortable with how close you are to me could you please just take a step back there's nothing wrong with that and then if they do not back off or they back off and then they come back and do it again and you're like okay red flag this is not good then that's okay to feel the fear it's okay to feel like this is not a great situation I need someone else to see this right now I like cannot be alone all of these things are completely valid and um, if they're not respecting your boundaries you need to if you can get out of that situation or make sure like make eye contact with somebody um, that's what I did on the bus I made eye contact with the guy that came over and eventually like got this other guy away from me I made like very clear eye contact with him that like I was not great. Like I was like, I need help right now. I'm in danger. And, um, I said in another episode that I don't really like being perceived as a damsel in distress. And I really don't. Um, it actually bothers me quite a bit because I want to be able to take care of myself. Um, and part of that is being able to communicate my boundaries. So lesson learned. Um, and just because I don't like to be Perceived as a damsel in distress doesn't mean that I don't need help sometimes and asking for help is really hard um, but it's a really great stepping stone to be able to communicate what you're comfortable with whether it's in an intimate relationship saying what you are comfortable with in terms of intimacy or not and you just have to have I guess we all just have to have that tough conversation of what is okay with us and what isn't and yeah, I can only imagine how awkward that conversation is. I've never really had that conversation. A whole I I had it once and it like the guy was very respectful, but at the end of the day I just like I wasn't ready to date because of all of my issues with the PTSD and not being in a good place to date. Um but that was another time where my boundaries were respected and very graciously respected and so we just have to celebrate the small victories and take what Like precedent, we have and use that what works today. If you have something that works for you, or it did work for you once, chances are it'll work again. So try it, experiment. There's no one way to communicate boundaries at all. Um, I'm not an expert, but you know, I have to live this life too, and I have to figure things out too. And um, so I encourage you to just. Branch out and like see what works for you. If you're already comfortable communicating your boundaries, good for you. I am so happy for you because that is something that's a tough feat. It's honestly really difficult. People have a really hard time communicating what their true feelings are. Like being vulnerable is another boundary that you have to figure out for yourself, and I have to figure out for myself. And so once you have that figured out, you can take the next step, whatever that might be for you. And so. Yeah, um, I don't have a lot else to say about that. I just was thinking about it because it's been on my mind for the last week and a half um, with some of my struggles and um, one of the things that really kept it on my mind was my dad and I were having a conversation and it got a little bit heated and I was just sitting there and um, like I had made a mistake and he was just kind of grilling me a little too far about it and I tried to like explain to him my side and it just felt like he didn't want to hear it or it just felt like we just weren't communicating very well um we were interrupting each other and it just wasn't a productive conversation and that that happens right that happens with anyone um but as I was sitting there I just felt like my boundaries were being violated in the terms of like me not being able to have the chance to represent myself and explain myself and I kind of I brought that into the conversation. I said, you know what? I, You're not listening to me. So how on earth can we move forward? It was kind of like that kind of push. And um, then we were able to have a little bit more of a productive conversation. But then I just had to remove myself in the end because it just stopped being productive, um, which is a very healthy boundary too. Retreating and ignoring, or I guess just retreating, is also healthy because you're removing yourself from that situation saying, I am not ready to deal with this right now or if I continue to deal with this right now, it's not going to be good. I'm going to do something I regret. I'm going to say something rash. I just need to remove myself and come back when I've had time to think about it, process and not be emotionally attached to this situation. And uh, I was talking to my sister and I was like, man, like my brain is so complicated. Like all of our brains are so complicated. I have this like... A whole chunk of this one night that I can't remember from the attack. It's the worst night of my life. And I want to know so badly what happened, but I'm completely numb to it. Like, I don't know what happened. And I wish that with some of these things that I'm going through today, I wish I could be numb to those or just disassociate or however that works, but I can't do that. I can't just channel it and decide not to remember. It's so frustrating. And she kind of had no idea what I was talking about she was like "Uh, okay like sure crazy lady Um, (laughs) but um, that was just a thought that I had and I thought I would share that but yeah it's just we all have frustrations and bad times or tough times but um, good things are always coming so um, I will wrap it up there today. I'm trying to keep it around a 20-minute mark. That seems to be good. So I'm already two minutes over. Look at me go. Um, So um, have a great day. Have a great week. Work on communicating your boundaries. And that can be anything from, hey, these are the chores I want to do around the house, or this is something I'm not comfortable with, or with your partner. Just be like, hey, I'm ready for this, but I'm not ready for this. Those are great things to start out with, I think. Um, They're definitely things I'm going to have to try. Um, so we will have to see where that goes, but for now, yeah, have a great week a great day. continue to flourish with your highs and lows of PTSD um, check out some of the other podcasts if you haven't already listened and I am on Instagram uh, at flourishing dot with check it out. I have a lot of positive feed on there and I do have a Facebook page um flourishing with PTSD. Same logo as you see on the podcast. Check it out. Um don't be afraid to email me or um DM me. I love being able to connect with people. I love getting feedback um and if you have any topics you want me to talk about um that you feel like I'm missing or if you want me to go over something again, I am definitely happy to do that. I am here for you guys. Um so yeah, please 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 reach out to me if you just need to talk or if you have something that you want me to talk about, I, yeah, I would love to. So, all right. Have a great week. I've said this three times, but have a great week. Great day. We've got this. We're going strong. Life is so good. Have a great, great life. Great time. Good things. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye guys.